0: Today's episode is a personal q and I had friends and followers ask questions that they wish to know more about, and I'm going to answer a handful of them today. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so let's get this shit started. What specific processes do you commit to that have helped with your own introspection? I would say meditation and yoga have been consistent methods for finding my spirit and how to hold true to myself, I would say that that definitely is different for everybody. Even my closest friends, our methods don't work for each other necessarily. So make sure that you really take that time to find what works for you and for your spirit and finding yourself. Meditation has been something that is very key to me because it allows me to calm my brain down and sometimes take a second to step out of a situation and really think about things when ultimately that's not the first place that my head wants to go. So it's been a very positive light into my brain and it's really helped me find the calm in the storm. It's really interesting what silence can bring you and how loud it can speak and the amount that it can actually say and the answers it can have for you. I don't know exactly how all of that really works. There is a book that I've read called Buddha's Brain and it does sort of explain scientifically what happens in your brain when all of these things are going on. And that has given me an incredible insight, but I am not completely sure how it allows you to find those answers I just know that it has worked (laughs) and yoga has also been something that has worked for me too I think because it is also meditative it does the same sort of things it allows you to step out of yourself and to really look at what is around you and what are your intentions and all of those things it's really great It's also very good for your body. It is important to sort of treat your body as a temple um, in the sense of being healthy and doing things to your body that are fruitful and not tearing yourself down. What force do you believe drives the universe? That is a tough one because I honestly have no idea. I am not a very religious person, but I am a very spiritual person. So I see things as energy more than I do as purpose. That that is within ourselves and all that is. I really believe that there may be some higher power or energy out there, but I have no clue what or who that may be (laughs) I would say we are all energy the earth is all energy and we have spirits that do or do not carry on further and that's really all that I know about (laughs) how long have you been a photographer I have been a photographer for about two years sort of professionally it's really kind of started as a hobby. Then it developed more into an art form. I found a way of painting through photos and capturing moments in time. That whole idea of capturing something that will never be again is very interesting to me. The idea of painting a picture yeah they sort of go hand in hand in the sense of sure they technically kind of can be recreatable but ultimately you will never get that same exact replica again I had been doing it for a couple years and then decided that it just wasn't the career path for me and there were other art forms that I wanted to explore theoretically you write a book about yourself what is the title of the book in the synopsis That's a good one. I have been asked this a few times, but I still do not quite have an answer. I think the title would be Life's a Bitch, which would be very fitting, of course. And the synopsis would consist probably mostly of mental health, personal battles, and ways of encouragement towards finding your own sense of self. Because I do not believe that I am one to necessarily tell others or guide others on how to live or how to find yourself because that is different for everybody Uh, but I do I can share my story of what worked for me and if that could help others then that would be warming the type of book that I would probably write now and the type of book that I would write in 10 years would probably be different so this is definitely just my perspective of this moment in time If you could choose to be reincarnated as any other living creature, what would it be? Ultimately, I would not choose to be reincarnated if I did have that choice. But, if I was and I didn't have a choice but I got to choose what kind of being I was, I would most likely choose a bird of some sort. Birds just have this sense of freedom and flight that... I really dream of and it's something that ultimately is sort of impossible to actually do as a human so maybe in modern times there will be some kind of crazy invention who knows but you cannot actually just start flapping your arms and fly and that would be pretty incredible because I love to travel and I love to explore What do you believe are the most healthy and unhealthy aspects of your personality? For healthy, I would say the way that I have chosen to be mindful in the way that I experience life. I think that I'm very aware and I'm very intentful. So even when I do make a mistake or there is something that I've done that has maybe taken me back, I still look at that as a stepping stone rather than wait. I choose to learn from my mistakes and grow from them rather than let them weigh me down. So not that everything that I do is ever correct or will ever be perfect or will ever be right. But I think that the way, though, that we choose to react and the way that we choose to be intentful is what really drives us and what can really change your outcome or your look on life or your perspective. I would say for unhealthy that I have adopted or adapted habits that have come over time that I'm not necessarily proud of. The way that I choose to end friendships or relationships is an example. I have found that rather than being quick to cut somebody out of your life, there are ways such as not interacting so intensely that you can then choose to still be. So there's going to be endless things that I will learn and that are unhealthy and healthy. I would also say an unhealthy is the way that I can be inconsistent with my healthy practices. I'm not always the most consistent with keeping up with my yoga or meditation and I will never be perfect at it but I definitely can make more of that time for myself than sometimes what I choose to do when I know that that's what I should be doing. Everything happens for a reason, but that aside, what's one thing you wish you could change? I would change nothing, quite honestly. I believe that I would not have become the person that I am today without going through the experiences that I have. I believe that good or bad, they have shaped me and they have helped build a strength in me that you can't just find overnight, and sometimes you can't just decide that you want to have. So I really would not, I would not change anything, even the worst of times, because it has definitely given me a strength that I view as a positive most of the time. What is your biggest struggle? At the moment, I would say learning to allow myself to feel what I'm wanting to do otherwise. So Being okay with not always being okay and accepting that it is a gift rather than a curse. It is definitely hard to not always want to be strong and not want to be okay, especially when you are that person for so many people that they look to as being the constant confidence. And when you are confident, sometimes people that aren't look to that, it can definitely be difficult to not always keep that face because then those people might not always be around. But it is 100% okay to not always be okay. And if those people are not there through all of those times, then those are people that you then learn you just don't keep as close in proximity. I would say that I'm definitely getting better at that and especially learning that it's okay to be emotional I'm definitely not a super emotional person and I'm learning more and more that you have to feel to heal and a lot of times I will I will allow myself to feel but then I'll be over it and if I feel something again I don't want to allow myself to feel it again because I felt like I already went through that and I don't need to feel it again so I am learning still that if something upsets me it is okay to cry (laughs) in that moment even if I'm in the grocery store and it seems weird who gives a shit like that's just what needs to happen right now so and everybody goes through it and I feel like we need to kind of break that stigma that it totally is normal and okay to be emotional (laughs) 100 percent. where is your dream place to live Ooh, at the moment, probably off of the coast in Italy, somewhere in a small town. (laughs) I have yet to go, but I have friends that live there, and that is definitely where I would choose at this moment in time. Being there for everyone through such hard events, how do you not take it all on? Well, I make sure in these times or when those times are more extra than others, to be doing extra cleansing with sage foods and practices, if it's affecting my negative energies, if it's affecting my energies too negatively, or if it's too impactful, I will take a step back. Um, I definitely make sure that I stick to my meditation and my yoga, I do lots of saging, drink lots of water, eat extra healthy, (laughs) just kind of amp everything up. And if it is, it is hard because if it is something that is really impacting you too negatively, but it is somebody that you really care about and you want to be there for, sometimes it is still okay to take a step back and say, I am still 100% here from you, but I, I do need to take a day or two or however long you need to collect yourself because if you're not healthy ultimately you're not going to be able to help anybody else and if you are somebody who is kind of an energy harnesser or transfer or if you are aware of energies you feel those things it can be extra difficult because you can find yourself sad or depressed or upset or triggered over things that weren't even your personal experiences or things to be feeling or baggage but you have to remember that energy does transfer and if somebody is upset or has that and you are somebody who is sympathetic and you take those things on then you have to remember to cleanse those things of yourself and process those as well just like at that other person maybe to the not the same intense degree but you will harness that and you do need to cleanse that pros and cons of having a dog bigger than you? (laughs) Well, I would say the pros are so much. I honestly don't even know the amount of pros because there are so many. I love being able to go hiking with her because she can withstand the amount of long hikes that I want to do, the amount of miles. Traveling. She's like a companion. Small dogs can be too. Not taken away from the little, little small guys, but Having a big dog is kind of like having another person, <laughs> so it makes it really fun going on trips or going out to do fun things because it really just feels like there's this other presence there. And she definitely, I, I would say that sometimes I am protect her more than she protects me, but definitely hands down if it comes on to it, she will protect me. So it's kind of awesome having her around too not scare people but she senses energies very well so it's kind of nice to have her to tell me what what's up and tell them what's up <laughs> and the cons I would say not shedding she honestly doesn't shed that much she's an English Mastiff by the way um, if you don't know she's a year and a half right now her name's Indigo and she comes up to my belly button already and she's huge i love her but yeah shedding is not one thank god she does drool her drool sometimes is just these long Ugh, i'm not even gonna go into it but it can be fucking gross and oh my god when she drinks water that is definitely a con I basically have to have beach towels piled up underneath her water bowl because when she drinks, she will get it everywhere. Uh, Absolutely everywhere. It's insane. It looks like a tsunami went off in the fucking kitchen. So that's definitely a con. Oh, and she eats a lot of food. Not that that's really a con, but she does eat a whole shit ton of food. She will eat... Well, right now, she eats about four to six cups a day. So... That's not crazy, but uh definitely adds up in the bank. <laughs> Another con is that they don't live very long. Larger breeds only live to be about 8 if you're lucky. Sometimes longer. Sometimes they'll go to be 12, but most of the time they have pretty short lives. Do you ever hesitate before posting controversial photos? Did you? Explain overcoming it this is an interesting topic. (laughs) Um, Occasionally it will cross my mind, but for the most part it doesn't. I have been involved with art since I was so young. My mom used to take me to whatever local art museum um, was in the town of that time. We would just go around and explore. Basically I learned at a young age that the body is a beautiful being of spirit and energy, and it's similar to that of a bowl of fruit or a still life in those moments. So, I mean, it's not the case to treat that as that all the time. We are not always bowls of fruit, but in those moments when it, it is art, I think you will know and bodies are just bodies. So that's what I believe. And I believe that they are beautiful, and everybody has them, obviously, so why should we be ashamed? There is the topic of wanting to save yourself or that you shouldn't show things because it should only be shown for that other person or your significant other or whatever that means. But I know that I'm somebody who definitely lives in the moment, and I am present. I think that if I lived in that way, that I would not allow myself to experience all that I find beautiful within myself and about myself. So there are definitely still times when it can seem like not a great idea, or... People or others will express that it's not in their favorite interest of me to be doing that. What brings you happiness? I would say lots of things. (laughs) Food, friends, family, genuinity, adventure, curiosity, the unknown, art, writing, poetry, which is also art. Listening. Storytelling. I think that there are such an abundance of things that make me happy, and that's what is so incredible about the world, is that you can find happiness in everything if you choose to see perspective as so. How can we help people rid themselves of shame when they have been a victim? I would say that there is no particular method or medicine that will forever cure anything. I believe that time is a big healer. I believe time can work wonders and make magic happen in our souls. It can help us let go. It can help us move forward and grow. It allows us to grow. I believe that we we can encourage them to seek a perspective that they will find fulfillment in because nobody can find it for them and they will not find it through anything or anyone else other than themselves. And that we do only get one life, and it is a gift to be able to experience life and living and being a human. And I believe that if if we can also stop breaking or, or start breaking the stigma, I mean, of asking for help and it is okay and it's not embarrassing. And we as a society should be more accepting of And more sensitive too, of that nobody is perfect, nothing is perfect. Every single person goes through events in their life that are traumatizing or we would consider ourselves victims. And if we can start looking towards a future where we're choosing to react out of love and peace and patience rather than fear and anger and sadness, then we can start changing the way that we as victims choose to carry our lives forward and flourish them and become fruitful. I would say that if you know of anybody that could be hurting or has been through a situation like that, to reach out, all that we as humans at the end of the day really want is love or to be cared about or to be shown that. So even reaching out to share a similar story that you've experienced or to just let them know that you're thinking about them, I think those small things can make really big differences. Because the way that we are receptive, I believe, plays a huge part into people feeling comfortable with even asking for help and... It is okay to not be okay all the time, and that is part of what we need to break too, is that nothing will just be healed immediately. Sometimes things will never be completely healed. That is okay, that we can release ourselves in knowing that the things that occurred to us that were out of our control or even possibly were in our control are things that are no longer of the present and no longer can be controlled. Other than that, to let it go, that that's where you can find peace and happiness is in letting it go and in looking at that it was beyond you and that it wasn't it wasn't personal to you, even if you had every reason to believe it was. And it's very hard to come to those terms and to believe those things. But when we can step out of those situations and look at those as a whole, we can find peace in that, look where we are now, we can only move forward. And I don't have to choose to let that be a part of my present. And I can choose to grow from it. And that it is okay to be triggered on certain days or be upset on certain days or feel it again on certain days. But to take those healthy practices, apply them to my daily life if I want to get better. And that is a choice, even if it is difficult. And that concludes this episode. We'll see you next time.